0: So the consumers understand that everything is business but by adding that authenticity and emotional quotient you differentiate yourself.
1: Hi Before we get to this week's podcast, I'd like to tell you that Automated Creative are releasing a book called How to Make It in Marketing, Volume 1. It is a collection of the best marketing career advice we've had from over 200 episodes of the Shiny New Object podcast. You'll hear from some of the biggest, brightest and best names in the industry showing you, telling you how to grow your career. You can reserve yourself a copy at this URL. So get your pens out. It's bit.ly, so be bit.ly forward slash make it in marketing so that's bit.ly forward slash make it in marketing but the make it in marketing bit is in capital letters so bit.ly forward slash lowercase and the rest is make it in marketing uppercase. i think you should get your heads around that and enjoy it's a great read Hello, and welcome to the shiny new object podcast. My name is Tom Olerton. I'm the founder of Automated Creative, and this is a weekly show where I have the pleasure and the privilege of interviewing one of our industry's leaders about their vision for the future of our industry. What could be better? I'm on a call today with Kavita Yadav, who is Assistant Vice President Marketing and Communications at Genpact. Kavita, thanks for coming on the podcast today. For anyone who doesn't know who you are and what you do, could you give us a bit of a background of who you are, where you've been, and what you do today?
0: Sure. Hi, Tom. First of all, thanks for having me here. Uh, If I talk about myself, then I'm a senior marketer uh, who believes in uh, value-driven marketing initiatives. Uh, Over the years, uh, I have been working with some of the uh, B2B technology organizations, and uh, I have been fortunate to have worked in almost all domains of marketing so be it a demand generation brand marketing content marketing account based marketing or very recently uh creative marketing so uh, with my experience uh, over the years i know that uh, we have to have a customer centric approach in everything we do so yeah and i'm fortunate to have worked with some of the greatest and kindest minds uh, in this uh, industry and that has not only helped me to grow professionally but also as an individual.
1: Don't think anyone has ever said that they've worked with the kindest minds in the industry on this podcast before. So it'd be good to know who, who they are at some point.
0: This is That's a trait, you know, that you really find because I have been, that's why I say I'm fortunate enough to do, have been able to work with some of the kindest minds. And if you ask me uh, the current uh, team that I work with, so uh, my colleagues, I, I, I think he's the kindest person that I have met ever. And in fact, uh, I have become more kind just by being uh, interacting with him. So that's why I say that uh, it's really uh, fortunate to have uh, people in your lives, you know, who can have the impact on you have, in a positive way.
1: And Kavita, what I would like to know is how do you deal with overwhelm when things get too much? Because you've done a really broad range of roles. as a really impressive list of different areas you've worked in within marketing. So at some point, I'm sure it's all been just too much. How did you get yourself out of that mindset?
0: Yeah, I think uh, one simple thing that I do is that I take a break and that's uh, the thing that anyone and uh, they can do it. So taking a break normally doesn't mean that you have to go on long vacations or, you know, have a long break. It can be just five minutes break or two minutes break, you know, first you have to detach yourself from all the chaos, you know, before you can handle it. So that's what I do. And, you know, at times you just connecting with nature also helps me get back on track. Even if it is like momentary, you just look around, look at the plants, look at the flowers and look at the birds chirping around. So in my balcony, there is a water uh, kind of, you know, uh, there the birds come and drink water. So you look at that and you feel refreshed and you get back on track, you get back to your work. So generally I am a very disciplined and calm person, so I don't get overwhelmed so easily. But when I do, then taking one thing at a time really helps. And then I always think that, you know, you cannot control or change everything. So don't worry about things that are not in your hands, but take control of things that is in your hand and make it work positively. So you, you just have to have a positive mindset and just, you know, relax, just take a break. That's what I do. And things get in place as they normally do.
1: Well, even the calm nature of your voice has calmed me down a little bit, so (laughs) that's
0: fantastic.
1: I like the idea of little birds playing on on the windowsill, but uh, I'm not sure everyone has that pleasure, but I think it's a great bit of advice. Moving from mindset to an actual marketing tip, what is that bit of advice that you find yourself sharing most often that's really resonated and helped Move your career forward.
0: Yeah, so see, marketing is such an interesting uh, discipline where you get you get a lot of agility. So the uh, marketing tip that I would uh, like to give is that you know you have to you you should work towards creating a memorable marketing message and be a creative storyteller to deliver that message. So how do you create that memorable marketing message? So this is possible only if you have a human angle to your marketing message or campaign and have an emotion attached to it. Because in these evolved times, where marketing has really evolved, so only the salesy pitch or just uh, information about your product or services is not going to do a trick. You should be authentic and tell a story which instantly connects. So, as I said, that we are in the world of evolved marketing, and I, I really get impressed with some wonderful marketing campaigns, and most of them have a sentiment attached to it. Sometimes it's, uh, it's sensible, you know, to just to stray away from your main marketing agenda, like the overall company might have some agenda, you know, some business profits and all those things and tell stories that make your brand more memorable and likable, because that's the value that is going to stay. The more creative you get with your storytelling uh, of the values that you have or the marketing campaigns you're, that you're trying to deliver to the market, the more likely you will stand out and improve your brand image. So I, I I keep coming across, you know, some of the very uh, good marketing campaigns, we which has these, you know, human thing to it, which has the uh, which has the capacity of creating those memorable marketing message. So recently, uh, I would just like to quote the example from uh, uh, a diaper brand Huggies. So they, they found research showing that, you know, positive impact of hugs on babies. So not only babies, only the positive impact is also on adults. But, you know, hugs help build their immune systems. So that's the research they came out with. It stabilizes their vital signs. It improves brain development, etc. So this inspired the brand's No Baby Unhugged campaign. So that stick to your mind because it is somewhere relating to you, you know. So you're creating a message which is going to have a memory in you. So that campaign aimed at educating parents about the benefits of skin-to-skin contact and providing volunteers in hospitals for babies in need of hug. So you see the human angle and instant connect there. So that's what I'm talking about. So consumers today, uh, they are very well aware and have great exposure, you know. This is the information age. So if everything is on, on your tips, you want it and you have it. So the consumers understand that everything is business, but by adding that authenticity, and emotional quotient, you, different, you differentiate yourself. They are They are not likely to respond positively, you know, as much as they used to to the to the CLC content that was really uh, very much in maybe 5-10 years uh, before. But now the brands, are in, and we need to develop better strategies to build that authentic relationships, you know. And one thing that I really want to say is that we should always, always respect our audience's time and intelligence. So there are like uh, very uh, like there are so many brands who are really playing on this thing. So you you talk about Cadbury's, you talk about Nike, you talk about Adidas. So you name it, and the brands are really now understanding these things. So I think the human angle or the memorable message that you can create. So that would be my marketing tip, and and I really uh, try to uh, take that even in everything I do, so that there is some kind of connection and uh, warmth attached to whatever you do.
1: Can you give me an example of that memorable marketing message and human angle approach in B2B?
0: Yeah. So uh, recently, you know, so uh, in Genpact, so we have been uh, like really uh, experimenting and doing a lot of campaigns with this uh, warmth and uh, human touch. So I do remember one message, you know, so the calm, uh, uh, so there, there, there's a like in insurance and uh, those things that we are providing the services. So, so, uh, so when there is a lot of catastrophe and there is a lot of you know uh, destroy and uh, there's like a lot of uh, chaos, then the, then you get the insurance people. Then you give them the calm, you know, the calm after the storm. So the whole message itself, the calm after the storm. So it gives you some kind of warmth. Yes, there would be some support. So those kind of messaging and those kind of warmth that you build in your marketing message is uh, really going to work, and it connects with the audience. And there is authenticity as well that those services that you're providing is for them to come out of that uh, disaster. You know,
1: I, that's a great answer, and I think we should probably talk about off air about how how you think that my business could advertise itself better using memorable memorable marketing messages with a human angle it's difficult in b2b in in ad tech sales and marketing but it's a a great point although i think uh, the huggies have it slightly easy with cute babies and hugs i think i think it's a bit easier but as you say it it is a lovely example of that So we're going to move on now to your shiny new objects, which is Purpose-Driven Marketing. So I'd say this is a contemporary object. It has been around not that long, but it's certainly a shiny object for a lot of brands and a lot of people are moving towards it. So what is Purpose-Driven Marketing to you and why is it your shiny new object?
0: Yeah, I think you're right that it has been here since quite some time, but in these times, especially after COVID and how the world has changed, so, purpose-driven marketing has uh, really taken the center stage. Uh, so, as we know, the times have changed, and marketing has never been so evolved, and it has become more humane, you know. We have been through really tough times, and consumers have become more socially and politically engaged. They are more aware. So, in these certain times, if one thing is certain is that consumers are demanding more from brands, and that, that, that's what makes purpose-driven marketing more meaningful. So they want them to speak up on social and, uh, uh, and cultural issues. And they want to know uh, like what the brands stand for. So with this focus on sustainability and company ethics, you know, so it all has taken a center stage and it has value in it. So it's also a great opportunity for brands to build loyalty. And it also is an opportunity to differentiate uh, themselves with uh, authenticity and purpose so obviously you cannot fake it right so the audience is very smart so marketing is not anymore just about product selling and giving information about your services as i mentioned before as well it needs to have an overarching purpose it needs to have a human connect for example i i for example i recently saw uh, this marketing campaign by vivo uh, you know it's a mobile brand if you know so they have this switch off campaign where a w- wife sends an email to her husband, informing him about her ill health in an in, 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 in email, you know, in spite of the fact that he was physically present with her. So have fo- smartphones have no doubt made our lives easier and we cannot imagine our daily routine without it. It is great innovation, but its excessive use is weakening human relationships. And many times, you know, so they are also drifting us away from our loved ones. But this campaign, so this purpose-driven marketing is playing here, right? So this campaign focuses on this critical topic. And in spite of a smartphone, which uh, has to be used more and more, it urges people to take some time off and switch off their phones and switch on their relationships. So it is an example of more considerate marketing and has a purpose. So... That's what I'm trying to say. So purpose-driven marketing is something which is really going to pull other audiences, you know. So if you see the companies and organizations, they're talking about mental well-being. They are talking about carbon footprints, LGBTQ+, and whatnot. So everything has to have some purpose. So whatever marketing campaigns, if I specifically talk about marketing, so it has to come down from the, uh, you know, the overall purpose or the overall uh, thing that your company stands for. So one of the benefits of purpose-driven marketing is that it allows a brand to express its values. And when your audience connects with that value, or when consumers or your target audience relates to those values, it's a genuine pull. So it, it has to be authentic. So that's the main thing. You cannot just be there and be in the trend that, yes, we have this value and you're really not practicing it. Because with the rise of social media... So, and there's a lot of network things that are there, so so brands can be, you know, they can be held accountable and it's very really easy, you know, so uh, you you must have seen there's so many things So because it is increasingly vigilant and demanding marketplace. So you have to be very genuine. So so purpose-driven marketing, as you know, say we also call it cause marketing. So one of the strengths of the marketing as a discipline is that it's very response to the nature, it responds to the market uh, market conditions very quickly. And purpose-driven marketing is a strong example of this. So whatever is in trend, so people, companies may pick it up. But if you're just picking up, picking it up without any foundation, without being to it since long, so it's not gonna work. So it's a it's a long thing. It's not just a momentary thing. So it is uh, something which has to be inbuilt. So it is designed to showcase a brand's commitments to higher order impact. You know, which is purpose-driven marketing promises more to its stakeholders and to the wider society than simply just by just the quality products and services, which is obviously there. So, you know, there are like good products in the marketing, good services in the marketing. But what is going to differentiate is the value that you're providing. So that's why I say so beyond giving back and creating common good, this approach can enable profitable growth for companies by increasing brand appeal and customer loyalty.
1: So there's a handful of brands that obviously play perfectly into this. I guess Patagonia, Ben and Jerry's, businesses, Birds Bees, you know, businesses, uh, you know like, like businesses that were just kind of environmentally centric from the outset, and I think they have pushed the industry towards that kind of thinking. But most businesses, really their authenticity or their core was to make someone lots of money somewhere at some time, right? That's why they were set up. Oh I mean, yes, sure, you got passionate people, but if you, you're outside of a lifestyle business or a kitchen sink business, someone wants to get rich, right? That's why they did it. Pretty much, I would have thought for the majority of products, it was someone's entrepreneurial vision to go and do this. Then it scaled, that person may have left the business, maybe not. But generally speaking, you will have custodians of that brand, And then they have to try and find a way to have a cause, have a purpose. But how can that possibly be authentic if it wasn't there in the first
0: place? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You know, so the businesses are there to make profits. So no doubt everybody knows that if you have set up a business, then it does mean that you are going to earn profits. Otherwise, the business will be just, you know, It will not be there if there's no profits because they have to have people, their jobs, their salaries, everything. What I'm saying that you after a certain level, when you uh, you are uh, like you're a brand, when you're an esteemed brand in the market and uh, then you also have a responsibility towards the society. For example, Adidas, you know, it's a fashion brand. So it is also known to be one of the you know purpose driven marketing uh, leader uh, and it is a company. So, uh, so I know that, you know, for example, they have the sustainability and fashion, uh, you know, they still really don't go well together, you know, because fashion at times, you know, at the cost of, uh, so many natural things. But there, so, but Adidas has committed two steps to it. For example, I was reading somewhere that from 2024, only recycled plastic will be used by, uh, Adidas. And by 2050, all production will be climate neutral. So these kind of steps, which they are like, you know, they are are, uh, following it. So they are also doing it. They are not just preaching it. So it's not only for the marketing campaigns that they are placing out the values, that they have those values, they are standing for it, but they have to practice it, uh, starting from the top, like from the leadership and the way they deal, the way they do businesses. Like if you're talking about the carbon footprint, then you are talking about it, but then in your marketing initiatives, you're not really considering about that. You know, so those kind of informed decisions and being judicious about uh, what you are doing, uh, minding your steps, and you know, being really considerate in everything. So that is going to change the game.
1: So how do you do it? So say, for example, someone who's listening to this podcast has just got a new job, pay rise, exciting move, and they've arrived in this business, and there's none of this. There's no purpose. There's no reason for this brand existing other than to sell this product. But this person wants to make that difference, wants to make that change. How do you start? It's
0: very easy. The first thing is that if you really want to make a difference, you can, you know, start by switching up the extra light that might be just, uh, you know, be on in your house or maybe start using less of uh, water. Don't do of.
1: Sorry. Sorry. Let me clarify the question. I mean, at that brand. So they've got the new job at the brand. How do they get that brand to become a purpose driven brand if there's no activity in that area at this time?
0: Okay, you mean to say, uh so I really didn't get the question so brands are there and they want to become purpose driven but they don't have the opportunity or what?
1: I was imagining someone who's just started a job at a brand and they've arrived at the brand brilliant opportunity but that brand is not focused on any purpose so how would you get a brand who has no purpose to having a purpose what are the steps that someone could take?
0: Yeah so obviously uh, so the brand so once the brand comes to a level where there is a you know saturation like yes uh, you are doing what you have been doing and you have been making profits so so you have to go to the next level, and so how do you go to the next level? So you have to differentiate yourself. So there, that is the point where you have to understand that is the value. So the 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 market that we are now in that has to that is seeing the value driven marketing campaigns and value driven brands. You know, so people are more loyal and more attract more attracted to the companies and brands which have some values. So that company will have to understand; otherwise, they will be left behind. So they will only be a product and services company, and they can be just you know lost in the next ten years because uh, you have to uh, understand that if you don't uh, follow the things that is going to keep you alive, then you may just become redundant. You know, so it's not just services because there would be uh, a lot of people would be offering the same services and same. So unless and until you really have some great innovation, which nobody's going to do it. So the companies will have to understand. So if you join a company and you are in touch with the leadership, so you can just start the conversation. like, right? What is the value that you're providing to the society? Because after making some profits and after being uh, able to uh, survive, uh, you know, from all those hardships. So what is the next step? What is, what is the next thing that we're going to do? What is the evolution that we're going to make? So those kind of questions, the right questions, if you think over them and, uh, you know, try to answer those things, then obviously you will realize, the team will realize, the company will realize that, you know, having a purpose uh, for the company and you you will have to think. uh, So for the local area, what is that thing that you can really support and genuinely support? Not just for the sake of uh, you know being a value driven company. It's okay if you don't want to support anything, so you can just be you know providing the best of services, goods, and good experiences. But then it should be clear that you don't want to focus on the value driven or purpose driven uh, kind of approach.
1: I really like that last question to ask the CEO. What is the value that this business is providing to society? It's as simple as that. And what a what a brilliant question to start that conversation. But also to finish this podcast. So thank you so much for your time and thank you for bringing Purpose Driven Marketing back to the, uh, the front and center of my thinking and I hope you've done that for the audience as well. But if someone wanted to get in touch with you, Kawata, how would you like the audience to do that and what makes a really good message to reach out to you?
0: Now, I think, uh, so as I said, the social media is really on the rise. So I think LinkedIn is one of the best platform uh, That is, uh, I really appreciate and I think that's a place where people can reach out to me. And uh, I would really like people to be very straightforward and, you know, just be, uh, be direct. So that's something that uh, really makes sense to me.
1: Fantastic. Thanks so much for your time.
0: Thank you so much, Tom.
1: Hi, just before you go... Uh, if you'd like to speak on the podcast or be a guest, or you think I'm asking the wrong questions, anything, I'd be super interested to hear what you think. So please email me at tom at automatedcreative.net. That's T O M at, uh, I'm not going to bother spelling it. Anyway, you'll work it out. Thanks so much.